Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, loves. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Sparks, and today we're chatting with Vicki Gould. She she has gotten the opportunity to connect with over 10.7 million people around the world, oh my gosh, with her healing sound baths. Um, she is 11-time best-selling author, certified law of attraction practitioner, energy and sound healer, master herbalist, Reiki master, and Honopono warrior, who has been trained by Joe Vitale and Lisa Nichols, both of The Secret. Uh, she's well-known for being an intuitive writing coach, uh, as well as helping entrepreneurs share their experience and stories through best-selling books. Through her journey with chronic Lyme disease, she came to understand the mind, body, and spirit connection. This is where she immersed herself in learning more about energy, vibrations, and frequencies so she could enhance her own healing journey. Can any of you relate to that? Like something has happened in your world that's just like, oh, why is this happening? And then you turn it into your own healing journey. I can relate to that. Vicky has been featured on NBC, uh, HuffPost, The Mighty, Ohm Times, and many other media outlets sharing concepts about intuitive writing, manifestation, energy, and how you can live an abundant and fulfilling life with no regrets. We are having on we're we're having her on today. I had seen an actual ad, I believe, um, on maybe Facebook or, or Instagram. And, and so I was just diving into who this woman was. And I was like, she would be really good to share her story and to relate to all of us for listening to her own divine guidance on, on her own journey. So I thought she would be a perfect fit for all of us. So welcome, Vicki. Thank you for being oh, here. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the great introduction. <laughs> So share a bit about your story. Uh, if whatever parts of it you feel that those of us who may feel like we're ashamed of our spiritual gifts or maybe ashamed to tune into mind, body, soul, spirit, connection, um, share a bit about your story. Yeah, sure. So back in 2009, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. I had been misdiagnosed with lupus, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, basically dementia. So it was um, cognitive disorder. They didn't want to write dementia in my chart because I was too young. Uh, and, you know, I had gone through all of these things and I'm like, okay, fine. They, they finally figured out that it's chronic Lyme disease. Yay. Now we can fix it. Little did I know that there's no protocol. There's no, no set, you know, thing to do for it. Like doctors even disagree if it exists if you can have it long-term, there's all these things. And then there's, of course, the doctors who are like, oh, you're just faking it. So, yeah, yeah. So at that time, you know, I was very, I was a very vibrant person. I, I was doing everything. You know, I volunteered at church. I, I was volunteering at school for my kids. I showed up to all of their field trips. All of a sudden I couldn't do any of this. 
I was spending 16 to 18 hours in bed, too tired, too much into pain. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even finish a meal. Like halfway through cooking a meal, I'd look at my husband and go, you've got to finish the rest of it. I can't. Or like if I wanted to clean the bathroom, it's like I could clean the sink or I could clean the mirror. And then I was done, you know, just taking a shower. Like I would, it'd take me an hour and a half to recover just to get the energy back. And so there came a point that like, I, I kept doing research and I would bring all these things to my doctor. And he's like, Vicki, you need to stop, stop doing this. You need to accept that this is your life. This is the way your life is going to be for the rest of your life. And I remember like going home, calling my sister and going, oh my gosh, if this is it, you, you are responsible now for telling my kids everything that they need to know, like everything about me, what I wanted for them and stuff, because I can't do this. And I spent a lot of time just trying to convince myself that it was going to be okay, that being this way was all right, that I had had a good life. I, you know, that I should be grateful for all the things, but there was still so many things that I wanted to do. Things that, you know, we as women, as people, we always push off. Oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that. I'll travel later when the kids grow up. But like I had all these things, even just the idea of being around to, you know, meet my grandchildren, be able to play with them. It like pained me to think I can't even go to my kids stuff now. What, what do you think I'm going to be like when I have grandchildren, you know? And my little guy at the time, he was like in fourth grade and he's like, show me little cheeks and come up and he's like, mom, can you go to my school party? And I constantly had to tell him, I'm really sorry, baby, but I'm just not up to it. And he would crawl in bed, snuggle with me. And I'd be like, man, what kind of trauma am I putting this child through? What kind of therapy is going to need when he grows up? Cause his mom was just never there. And there came a point that like, I would cry at night. I didn't want people to know how upset I was, but there came a point where I was like, I either have to figure this out or I'm taking my life because there's no quality of life left. Mm -hmm. And I started reading these books about Crohn's disease, about cancer and people curing themselves of these diseases that doctors said, there's no cure, sucks to be you, just like me, you know? And I thought, if they could do it, why can't I? You know, that was always my personality. So luckily I had that going for me already. And, and so I started doing even more research and I stopped telling my doctor all these crazy things that I was trying. Um, and that's when I came across Rife Machine. Actually, a, a different doctor told me about Rife Machine, found out about frequencies and um, how everything vibrates. And it was really quite fascinating. So if you don't know much about Rife, yeah. it's basically, it it's puts frequencies into your body, kind of like when you sing at a certain decibel, you can break glass. Mm -hmm. So the same thing happens with parasites, viruses, bacteria, and whatever, at yeah. certain frequencies, we can kill them. And then of course, our body has to flush them out, which is a whole different topic, but we can kill them. And so I used Rife machine for a very long time, like religiously for a year and a half, I did this, just killing it off, killing it off, killing it off, killing it off. Cause I had had it for so long that it was widespread. It was in my brain and my spine and my joints. It was everywhere. And Lyme is a spirochet that is really smart. It burrows into your joints and then your soldiers, your white blood cells march right past because it doesn't know that it's there. And then it takes over your communication systems. So I was dizzy. I couldn't think I couldn't read. Like there were so many things I felt so stupid. And that's one of the things like, you know, I'm Asian. So like education and being smart was a big deal, like extra big deal. And so I felt like I was just completely useless. And, you know, it was from that, that I, that I started thinking, well, gosh, what is this journey for? You know, am I being punished? 
did I do something? Like, cause those are the first things. And then after a while, when you start seeing that, oh, as I shared my story and as I told other people, and as people would come to me and say, well, what have you done? How have you helped yourself? And then I was like, oh, maybe this is what it's about. My purpose is to be sharing these things. And then I found out more about sound healing, about tuning forks, all these frequency things. And like you said, you know, the mind, body, soul connection, you know, because I had a lot of stuff in my past growing up. And I think it just, for some people, Lyme gets really bad. And for some people, their body is in a state where they can fight it off and they get the flu and they're done, you know? And then there are those of us who have chronic issues. And I think a lot of us deal with these past things that have created a um, environment in your body of stress, of um, it attacking itself, all of those things that makes it so easy for Lyme to get a hold of you and then just make it that much worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there were a lot of things that I had to deal with. I had to deal with my mind and believing and seeing things in a different way and being more positive. And it wasn't just, oh, be positive and everything's going to be fine. Cause I hated when people would say that, oh, you just need to exercise more. Oh, you need to just have a better outlook. You just, it's not that it was just, it was really getting into more about like why we're here. What is my purpose? What is this teaching me? Seeing things from a different vantage point rather than I'm being punished. It's like, what is this lesson? What am I supposed to do with it? What have I been guided to do now? So like I said, not so much like be positive and everything's fixed because that doesn't work, yeah. you know, but the other things. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's led me here. <laughs> yes. So you had said that your first inkling was that were these books. And as yeah. soon as you mentioned it, how did the books even come into your awareness and to your life? Gosh, that's, I, that's a question nobody's ever asked me. And I'm not really sure because like Crohn's disease, cancer, that's not what I had. But mm-hmm. those were the books that I read and maybe just because they were there. I don't know. I, I was just curious that. because you know when we start being when I love seeing how things start connecting for me and I realize sometimes the answers that I'm seeking are seeking me and I know that that's probably yeah. a cliche type of spiritual thing to say yeah when I would be seeking answers it would be like these books or CDs or songs or people or yeah. signs or whatever started showing up several times usually yes. if things happened in threes I was like oh and so I'd be like Maybe on the, do you feel like the books were divinely placed in your world? Well, I'm sure that they were because, yeah, I, I'm sure that they were because I really don't believe in coincidence and luck. You know, I really yeah. do believe that people, even you and I, for some reason, our paths were meant to cross. You were meant to ask me to be on this. So most of the time when people ask me to be on stuff like this, I generally say yes, just because, yeah. I know there's a reason it's just not some weird thing that came out of the blue it Mm -hmm. seems like it is sometimes but then later on you look back on it like you said you look back on it ah yeah that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. but you know I was probably just doing a whole lot of research I don't even think it was anybody who really mentioned it to me (sighs) maybe the Crohn's disease once so there was a guy who I think he was selling vitamins or something like that. And he was talking to me about washing vegetables and things. And he might've been the one who told me about the Crohn's book. Um, But I can't remember. 
what is your, you, you said you come to understand mind, body, spirit connection. What is that for you? What is the mind, body, spirit connection? Yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know? Okay. So let me give you an example. One right. of the things like people suffer with is constipation, right? Mm-hmm. I truly believe that part of constipation is holding onto emotions as well. Mm-hmm. So it manifests as a physical thing. Sometimes your past emotional things, traumas, experiences, things that you haven't forgiven, let go of, those can create um, an environment in your body where, you know, you're holding on, you're tight or something like that. And so that's how I see the connection as I also see the connection in, you know, there's, there's a level of trust and belief and just being that helps you to be more peaceful and relaxed. And if you, and I will raise my hand because this is me, have a hard time not trying to take control of things all the time because I'm, I'm a control freak, totally comfortable. Like I need to know everything that's all laid out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's the relinquish of that control, knowing and trusting that the universe has your back right? Mm -hmm. That all things work for your good, that no matter what happens out there, it's for a purpose and it's not against you. It's for you. Like these kinds of things helps me personally to release stress, tension, you know, those things. And it's like, it's that whole mind, but then it's the spirit because I'm believing that somebody, something, I call it God, people call it other things, but that God is looking out for me. Mm-hmm. that I'm under his care, that he loves me. They wouldn't do anything to harm me, you know? And there are many times through that journey that I questioned that mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, well, I thought I was a good person. So what the heck is going on? You know, this is a miserable existence. Why would you put me through this if you really love me and you care about me? Mm-hmm. So all of it was connected. So the sound healing, um, the sound healing baths, has Uh that been the healing aspect for your chronic Lyme disease? Like, have, like, have you found that there is a certain vibration that does heal it? I have no idea if I'm wording this right. I just, the thought. No, I understand what you're saying. So, you know, I always, I always say that it's a full body thing right? So for one person, one singing bowl may work really well for them for what their ailment is. For another person, it's not. I can't say that singing bowls have cured my Lyme disease. I don't necessarily say that I'm cured. I would call it more of like I'm on maintenance mode Mm -hmm. because I still have issues and I still have flare-ups, but I just know how to deal with them better than I did before. Um, the tuning forks, there's a particular Hertz, it's 174, that is a pain relief Hertz. And so like, I tend to deal with chronic pain. And so I'll use that one a lot. So it really depends on what's going on in the day or what I feel like I need, you know, so like all the singing bowls work for insomnia. Um, all of them work for anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would use all of those if those are the things that I need. And I try to tune into my body to see, okay, where is it that I need some help today? 
or what do I need to work on or where's my mind and what is going on, you know? So it's not necessarily that there's one magic formula for this combination of bowls and tuning forks and singing pyramids and whatever that does it. It's just whatever I feel like I need because our bodies are bombarded with different frequencies, different energies every day. So even if you align all your chakras and align everything in your body one day, you go to sleep, you wake up. Well, <laughs> you know, I caught myself. I went to bed thinking about something that really wasn't in alignment. And I woke yeah. up this morning still thinking about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, why did I put myself in that frequency? I know dang well that I should <laughs> Yeah. until I'm like okay let's not think about the past let's not start the day I literally had to tell myself this I was like let's not start the day with thinking about yesterday let's step into now let's right. step into the frequency of what I'm aligned with the alignment with right now like I had yeah. to I had to get I had to get I, I I had this view that our soul is the parent and the mind and the body are the two unruly children and we're trying to get them to the bus on time. Mm, <laughs> and the mind wants to be like, no, right. I want to go over here. The body's over. No, I want this chocolate cake. And the muscle's like, come here, folks. Like, no, let's get back on board. Nope, nope. We don't need this. Come on. Yep. Let's <laughs> Put your shoes on. Come on. You don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Why, in your opinion, why is intuition, your divine guidance important to you? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So, so many times in my life, I have tried to logic myself, right? <laughs> so how many of us have done that? Let me make this decision out of pure logic, right? And there's something in you that's like, mm, not so much, or even, you know, some of the times when you meet somebody, you get the weebie-jeebies about them or something, then you're like, oh, but everybody else likes them or, or, or they seem really nice. And then you realize later hey, you were right. You know? So I think there's enough times in my life that this has happened, whether it's been personal or in my work and career that now, and it's funny you ask this because I have a coach that's very, he's male. So he's very logical, very strategic. I, I shouldn't make generalizations, but you know, he's just very masculine in every way that he does stuff. And I was talking to him the other day and I said, yeah, well, it doesn't feel good. I don't think I'm going to do that. He's like, what the heck are you talking about? And, and I said, if it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel aligned, cause I come up with, I'm very creative. So I come up with a bazillion ideas and I, I'm very fast with implementation as well. So I've noticed that if I find my idea, I implement it, blah, blah, blah. And I do all this stuff and I'm like on this frenzy. And then three days later, we got the whole thing all done. But then I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. Then I've just wasted all this time. So now I've learned to give myself a couple of days to let it sink in and for me to feel into it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? Nope. So now I'm not wasting all that time, but I had been wasting all that time. And I said to this particular coach, I said, you know what? Every decision that I've made that was made purely out of logic I have turned around and changed my mind based on the feeling, but every time I have made a decision based on intuition and how I feel, and if I feel in alignment with it, it has been a great decision that has propelled me forward. He says, 
I think you're wrong about that. <laughs> I document it for you, dude. You know, I just document it for you if you want, but this is just how it's been in my life. So I know that for me, if I'm going to make a decision, I have to give myself enough time not to be, if this makes sense, logically excited and mm -hmm. wanting to do something right away just because, oh, this is a great new, like I said, I get so excited about the ideas and I have a bazillion ideas per day, but that doesn't mean that just because I got an idea that that was divinely downloaded idea, mm -hmm. it could just be me being like squirrel, squirrel, sparkly thing. Yay. You know, mm -hmm. look, somebody else said that I could do it too. I have to give myself that time to feel in and be in alignment. And then it becomes this thing where it's joyfully created instead of like this, well, now I have to do it because I told everybody I was doing it and now I'm going to do that. <laughs> Yuck. I want to be like, it's so exciting. I'm so happy to do this. I like, I am too old to do these things that I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I feel that no matter if people are coming from a space of logic, like this coach that you're describing, yeah. or if they're coming from a space of more feminine intuition, soul led, they can feel and they can see if you're in alignment. Yes. They, they, they will logically get themselves to understand what's going on, or they'll just yeah. be like, oh, she feels good. I like her. I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to awkwardly DM her like I did. And, and, <laughs> But I just knew I'm going to reach out to her. She needs to be, I, I, I need, I want to hear her story. I want to chat with her. I want to introduce her to the audience and I go for it. But my point of saying this is no matter which side you're coming from, I feel right now in this space and time in this planet and all the, all the things that people can see whether a person is in alignment or not with what they are sharing. Yeah. Um, what they are offering, especially us as business owners and uh, spiritual entrepreneurs, if, if you will, or I guess even if you're not, uh, what am I trying to say here is people can see whether someone is in alignment or not, what they can logically yeah. get themselves there or, or intuitively. And so if we can intuitively tap into what we are in alignment with, we can save so much time and oh, yeah. money and resources and yeah, right. I think it's the most oh. effective and efficient way. And to misery. We save ourselves from misery because how many times have we done something just because we thought we should? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yuck. I yes. Don't really, I don't really want to continue on with that. And, you know, as much as, because we talked about book coaching in the beginning, as much as I love storytelling and I love the people I worked with for book coaching, that business, as much as it flourished and as great as it was, was still not in alignment with what my purpose was on the planet. Was I good at it? Yeah. <laughs> it's really like, I don't know if you know who Gay Hendricks is, um, yep. but he was yes. a big lead. I, I've interviewed him before. And, you know, it's, it's like that where it's your zone of excellence, not your zone of genius. So I was excellent at it. And I felt bad not wanting to continue it. But then last year I had um, fibroid surgery and I said to my husband, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not the thing that I want on my tombstone. I feel bad because a bazillion other people out in the world would love to have it on their tombstone, but 
and I love everybody I worked with. It wasn't like it was bad. I enjoyed them, but I still just always felt that called back to this more spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll take a pay cut. I don't care. I'll just take a pay cut because I don't want to do this anymore. And of course, it has not been a pay cut. It has been gloriously wonderful and far and away multiple times more than the other, which only just shows me how much more in alignment it is. Like yes. you look back and go, duh, why did you do this earlier? But <laughs> So tell us, what is your soul's purpose here? My soul's purpose here? Oh, goodness. I used to say that what I wanted to do, my soul's purpose was to throw pixie dust on people and make them all happy. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote a post the other day about it because I bought these really sparkly tennis shoes. I'm a shoe hoard and a shoe freak. I've been collecting tennis shoes because I told my husband, I said, I have enough heels now. I'm collecting tennis shoes now. So I found these Kate Spade sparkly tennis shoes and I posted about it. And I said, you know, I used to just want to run around the world, throw pixie dust on people, unbeknownst to them, right? Mm -hmm. Just so everybody could just be happy. And I think that comes from my upbringing and how strict and how, you know, things were back then Mm -hmm. and how I just desperately just wanted to be happy. And I wanted the rest of the world to be happy with me. And so I feel like on a bigger scale, my purpose is to spread happiness, it's to spread joy, it's to spread healing, because how you get to happiness, you heal those things that are hurting you, whether they're physical, spiritual, it doesn't matter what it is. When you heal those things, then you can truly feel everything you are supposed to feel that's great, Mm -hmm. right? And you can truly be in the space of calm, joy, happiness, alignment with Mm -hmm. yourself, loving yourself, truly Mm -hmm. loving everybody else. That's where the happiness comes from. Being able to do whatever it is in your life that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of getting there is the healing. And that includes the sound healing frequencies and all that. And, Mm -hmm. and let's throw some pixie dust on people. I love it. Do you have any final advice for us? Oh my gosh. You know, it's, I don't have regrets on the journey that I took because it got me where I am and I'm very happy here. On the other hand, sometimes you look back and you wish that you would have done things sooner. And then you go, but if I had done things sooner, I wouldn't have learned this and I wouldn't have learned this and I wouldn't learn this and I wouldn't learn that. So Rather than looking back and hoping and wishing those things, which is so human nature to do, because I do it way too much and I should not do it, take my own advice and not do it. I think the biggest thing is just to enjoy the journey and enjoy where you are and don't trade it for regrets in the past or wishing for the future. Be in the today and be in the moment, be happy for the things that you have you know, and fully enjoy the day because you never know what could happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and sharing this time with me um, and us. What is the best way for us to connect with you? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm on social media way too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so the best place is generally on Facebook. Um, if you follow me or friend request me on my personal timeline, um, obviously I've got my uh, life-changing energy page. The inbox gets a little bit hairy sometimes, but you know, I'll yeah. always eventually get there and I'll check because yeah. you, you got me through Instagram, right? Uh, yeah. I think so. Somewhere along the yeah. lines of Instagram or Facebook. Instagram. Okay. So social media is probably the best place. My email, um, that works as well, but <laughs> whichever way you want to reach out. We will put um, all the links in the section, like the description section. So reach out to Vicki, connect with her, love on her, support her. Um, sign up for, for what she's offering. Um, just get to know her. And thank you so much again for being here and sharing your time and space with us. You're welcome. Thanks for asking. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Thank you.